0: A show. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, Steve, and it's a solo episode, straight up Han Solo. Um, uh, I am recording this, this is a new one for me, I'm recording this fairly late at night. It's a Tuesday night. Um, November 6th, this will be out in, uh, two days on the 8th. Um, I just got home, um, and I'm trying to record something, uh, to get to Starburns Audio so they can upload a new episode by Thursday, um... Because I can't do one tomorrow Because I'm Shooting an episode of Drunk History And I uh, Literally earlier Set my alarm clock For 4.45am Because I have a really long drive To go to set And um It's already late in the evening And I'm not a person that can go to bed early. So this is... uh, uh, I I can already tell it's going to be like 1 o'clock in the morning before I fall asleep. Uh. (laughs) Oh well, it's Drunk History. It's fun. This is like my third or fourth episode. Um, I am one of the reenactor... reenactment... Actors, I guess a reenactor, <laughs> Um, not one of the drunk people, um, although the person who is the drunk person in this episode that I am lip syncing and interpreting is uh, my friend Alan McLeod, who if you watch um, You're the Worst, you would know Alan from that, or older episodes of Drunk History. Alan's a fan favorite. He's a funny drunk. I would love to do that. I would love to get drunk and tell a story, <clears throat> but um, I just can't do it. I'd end up uh, probably throwing up, and we all know how I feel about puking. I don't like it. Not that there's somebody out there that's like, oh, man. I love puking. I should do drunk history. Um, no, so that's what I'm doing tomorrow. So I'm, this may not be a long episode. I know those are famous last words for me. I always say that when I do a solo episode. I'm always like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. This will probably be half an hour. And then we always go an hour. I want to apologize for my refrigerator running in the background. Um, I would unplug it, but I will definitely forget. And how do I know that? Because last time I recorded something in this... in the uh, I'm in my kitchen doing this. Last time I recorded something in this kitchen, <clears throat> I unplugged the refrigerator to be courteous. And um, the funny thing is, as I was unplugging the refrigerator, I was like... Mental note, do not forget to plug the refrigerator back in. Do not forget. in fact, I think I even laid the cord on the ground in front of the kitchen door, like going into the hallway. Um, So I would see it. And I didn't see it. I finished recording. And I don't think it was a solo episode. I think I was just recording advertisements in here. And um, so I... I uh, unplugged it, recorded my ad reads, finished, mailed them off to Starburns Audio uh, for uploading, and then uh, turned off the light in the kitchen and just walked right over, right over the cord. And by the way, did not come back into my kitchen for like two days. <laughs> um. Yeah, the whole next day I was gone and I, I think I just came home and went to bed. And then um, it wasn't until the next day that I walked in. Opened the refrigerator and it was warm and stinky. So uh, my apologies for the noise, but I don't want to have to buy food all over again. Sorry, guys. You're going to have to put up with that. Hopefully whoever's um, editing this uploading compressing it at um, at starburns they can uh, put some kind of a envelope filter whatever filter they put on these to uh, get rid of background noise I hope uh, but yeah I've been working a lot a lot a lot of superstore excuse me while I chug some water. Loratana, Loratana. Um, I've been working a lot. I've been really tired. I've been keeping up with my yoga. I've been doing my yoga, and it's been amazing. My lower back does not hurt anymore. Not that it hurt all the time, but every like couple weeks, I would uh, be sitting for a long period of time, or I would be shooting and on my feet for a long period of time. And just, uh, I don't know if it's the shoes or the uh, need for orthotics or if it's just my shitty posture and my shitty weight. But my back would always hurt or, you know, I'd have like sciatic pain from my lower back down my leg. Um, and I'm pleased to report that... The amount of work I've been doing the past few weeks um, has not been affecting my um, my back, my legs, my feet. I feel pretty good. Thank you to Alexis Novak, my yoga instructor who comes here once a week and shows me what to do. <laughs> <coughs> uh, and you can listen to Alexis on an older episode of this very podcast. She comes in and talks about yoga. So check that out. Go back uh, a couple months. So I think it was some point over the summer, like July or something. Anywho, so that's good. I I got my flu shot last week. Lot to report. Got the flu shot, um, so I'm very excited because. Even though I'm a big uh, proponent, proponent um, for flu shots, I always tend to wait really long to get them. Like they start coming out in like August or September, and I'm just like, well, there's nobody I know has the flu. I'm I'm good. I'll get it later. I'll put it off because it's still a shot. It's no fun. <laughs> So I'm like, oh, I'll put it off. I, I, You know, it doesn't start to get bad till like November or something. And then I just keep hearing more and more people like, oh, I got my flu shot this weekend. Oh, I got my flu shot yesterday. Oh, my arm's a little sore. I got my flu shot, but yeah, I'm not going to get the flu. I'm just like, oh. And as you know, if you follow the Instagram, I've been, you know, every Friday posting flu updates, the CDC, the Center for Disease Control flu map. And uh, it's starting to pick up, getting a little more shade on that map. And then, um, so I got it last week, and uh, <laughs> I'm so paranoid. I, I, the uh, the nurse who gave me the shot, usually when I get it, the shot, like at Rite Aid or something, like it's just a person at the pharmacy, and they're like, "All right, come up, come back here, have a seat. Here's the shot. At, it's for these strains, and um, you're you right with your right arm or your left arm? I'm like, I'm right-handed. They're like, okay, we'll give you the shot in the left arm because your shoulder's gonna be sore. I'm like, fine. They do it, and I'm on my way. Nothing to think about. This. <laughs> so I didn't go to CVS this this past week. I went to. Um, The Bob Hope Medical Center, the Bob Hope UCLA Medical Center, um, which is for uh, Screen Actors Guild members. It's it's basically urgent care for actors. (laughs) It's not urgent care, though. It's everything. Um, But they're really good and um, covered by my insurance, obviously, because it's through the union. And... um, I went in there I was just like in the area and I was like oh I'm gonna go in I bet they can fit me and they did they got me right in and but the nurse the physician's assistant comes in and she's got the the needle and she's like reading me all this shit and she's like now so you know I have to tell you that this is for this kind of strain and blah 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 and it's made of this and Are you allergic to it? And I'm like, no. And I really start freaking out because I'm like, is this some new kind of shot? You're really like freaking me out. She was like, you know, some people uh, may experience a slight fever because it is, you know, uh, whatever, deactivated version, strain of the flu, but your body will still fight it. So you might feel a slight fever. Most people don't feel more than just a sore arm. And she starts going off on all these like, symptoms I could have, and some people, a very small amount of people have a reaction, and, by the way, which I noticed on the uh, Instagram, someone left in the comment section, uh, they got a flu shot and found out they were allergic to the flu shots, which is always a horrible way to find out you're allergic to something, is by having a horrible allergic reaction. But I guess that's really the main way we find out, (laughs) right? Uh, that's how I found out I was allergic to, uh, Cipro and, uh, amoxicillin by taking them and having a horrible outbreak of hives and having trouble breathing anyway. So she's reading off all this stuff and like, I'm like, whatever happened to just, Hey, um, roll up your sleeve. Here's your shot. Bye. Here's a lollipop. <coughs> Here's a lollipop. Go on your way, young man. Um. No, they, uh, they scared the shit out of me to where I was almost like, "Hey, yeah, I'm. Ma- I'm just gonna go to CVS. <laughs> I'm gonna go to CVS and get this." Uh, but it was fine. I was fine. Of course, I'm always fine. I've always gotten the flu shot. I've always been fine. It's never done more than hurt my arm. But anyway, what I was getting at was, I got it early this year. I mean, it's still November. I know people that got it in like September, even October, um, but I can rest easier. You know, I think last year I didn't get the flu shot. Last year, I th- I feel like it wasn't until January. Maybe it was December, but I feel like it was January, which I also feel like is normal for me. I feel like that's usually when I get it when I'm when the, the flu is at its height. And I'm just, then I start freaking out. I'm like, I really got to get this now. Um, But if you remember, last January was the live episode of We're No Doctors at the San Francisco Sketch Festival, uh, the comedy festival up in San Francisco. And it was supposed to be me and Busy and Janine Garofalo. And, of course, I got sick as a dog, like, just days before my flight. And I had, like almost pneumonia, I had such bad bronchitis, the doctor was like, you were just so slightly, so, so close to having pneumonia, he's like, do not fly, I didn't go, Um, but it wasn't the flu, I mean, it was bronchitis, and um, I think it wasn't even until after that that I got my flu shot, I didn't get the flu though, I don't think, fuck, I don't remember, my brain. I'm old. I'm almost fifty, and I, I don't remember shit. Uh, I don't remember shit. Um, I do sound a little nasally. You know what? I I've been pretty good lately, but um. So yeah. Oh, by the way, flu shot discussion is over. I got it. <laughs> um, moving on. Then over the weekend, I went back. Because I was coughing, I, I was having a cough uh, it has been bothering me for like the past week, but the doctor was like, yeah, you're not sick, um, I'm fairly certain it's allergies, it sounds like allergies, even my doctor was like, said they get the same thing, and my doctor even carries around an, uh, um, an emergency inhaler, like an asthma inhaler. I was like, oh my God, do you have asthma too? She's like, no, it's just, literally, I get allergies so bad that I start wheezing. She's like, I think that's what your problem is. She's like, it probably is your apartment because it, it really is worse when I'm here. Um, but today, I did not take anything for it, my allergies, and I'm really hearing it right now because I'm wearing headphones. Uh, I, usually, I tend not to hear it <laughs> unless I'm wearing the headphones. And... My voice is concentrated in my ears. I'm hyper aware of my voice and my sinuses right now. Um, but yeah, she's like, uh, I'm fairly certain this is allergies. And she goes, last time you were in here, which was January. That's when I had my uh, bronchitis. She goes, last time you were in here. Actually, no, I went to urg- urgent care for the bronchitis. But she goes, last time you were in here was for the same thing. It was for your cough and wheezing. We said, it's probably allergies. Um, and we uh, we gave you a referral to a pulmonologist, a pulmonary specialist for your lungs to get checked. She's like, did you go? <laughs> I go, nope in fact i within probably weeks of you handing me that paper the referral with all the info i lost it and i've been meaning to go back and in, in fact i think i've been talking about, about it a lot on this podcast um so she wrote me a referral again i'm working this week i'm working next week but so next Actually, maybe I'll call tomorrow or Thursday because I think this specialist is open on Saturdays. She's like, yeah, just go get a lung, get a chest x-ray, get get everything checked out. She goes, have you had an AIDS test? (laughs) I was like... My cough makes you ask if I had an AIDS test? She's like, no, no. She's like, I'm, she's looking at a form. She's like, I'm just asking questions. Tetanus, AIDS. I was like, well, the AIDS test I haven't had in a while, but um, tetanus, I had a tetanus shot um, last year I cut my finger open with a scissors I posted photos on the Instagram that's like a year ago maybe a year and a half sliced my finger open on a pair of brand new sharp scissors and uh, then when I went into the emergency room because it wouldn't it was like spurting blood out of my finger with my heartbeat like in rhythm with my heartbeat and like it wasn't stopping like I would put pressure on it, wrap it up, and then I'd take it off and it would just keep doing it. So I had to go in and just only got like three stitches in my finger, but they are like, when was the last time you had a tetanus shot? I was like, oh, f- I don't even remember. I was like, I don't remember. That's like, who gets tetanus shots until they actually go into the doctor with a cut finger? I'm sure the last time, the previous time I got a tetanus shot was the last time I cut myself and needed stitches. That's the only time I ever get tetanus shots. What's the what's the rule on tetanus shots? Is it like once, is it like every five years or is it something like every 10 years you should get a tetanus shot? I don't know. It's, it's not like something that you, you just like, Hey, you know what? I haven't had a tetanus shot in a while. <laughs> hey, uh, I think that's going to be the title. Hey, you know what? I haven't had a tetanus shot in a while. Do you hear that? It, uh, look at, this is me. Hey, you know what? Shot. In a... I also wanted you to just hear the sound of the plane flying over. Um. Yeah. I, I just like I'm. I never think about it. It's just like, oh yeah. And then for some reason, I was I when I did last year when I did get the tetanus shot. <laughs> when they're like well it's been a while so let's give you a tetanus shot in my head I had it confused with the rabies shot (laughs) which I think is a much more brutal shot I think the rabies shot is like painful and a long needle and like I want to say in your stomach but I could be totally wrong Um, let me look this up I'm literally sitting in a computer. I have access to all these questions. Uh, rabies shots. Um, learn about the rabies vaccine. I'm going to do an image search. Eh, no. Looks like it's normal in the arm. Smallish, normal-sized needle. I don't know what the fuck I was talking about, Oh, Oh, gross. There's a picture of a rabid dog. <laughs> they, there's actually more sh- photos when you do an image search for uh, rabies shots. There's more sh- photos of dogs than people. Um, ugh, gross. Anywho. Uh, oh, I'm going to bring up the uh, Instagram... Slash /node uh no docs podcast cuz i posted some things which i feel we need to talk about <laughs> um so a couple days ago i posted two stories one about a dude who swam all the way around uh all the way, all the way around the United Kingdom. I mean, like uh, England, Scotland, like ever. He swam. This guy swam all the way around the island. Like, and it took five months, which I'm honestly shocked it didn't take five years. That sound, five months sounds fast, but they said. Um, The whole time, he didn't touch dry land. Like, I think he would get out and probably sleep in a boat or something and then start the next morning. So, this dude swam for five months straight. Just swam, right? And I'm trying to find the next photo. That's not letting me do it on my computer. And like literally they just glance over, hey, uh, Ross Edgley uh, swam around the United Kingdom. First person to swim around the island. How about this? Look at all these people lining up to cheer him on as he walked on the shore, on the hard land. Hard land. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. I think we now have our title. <laughs> Hard land, or as we call it, land. Um, look at this. And uh, he did it in five months, and um, yeah. And uh, oh, it's, it's tongue partially dissolved from salt water exposure. What the fuck? I've never heard of that. Also, I mean, I've also never heard of a human being swimming around England. Um. The United Kingdom, sorry. Um, That's a first, I mean, obviously, but it's also a first of me hearing about someone losing their tongue to salt water. And that's all they mentioned. That should have been the whole article. A man loses part of his tongue to salt water. Uh, And and he swam around the United Kingdom. (laughs) That that should be the order. They buried the lead in that one. Uh, I don't... What? I, I still don't get it. I don't... I kept, like, chewing on my tongue as I was reading it. I was like, how does this tongue... How does your tongue dissolve? It's like... It's like muscle, you know? Someone also left a comment, his his legs and feet shrank Uh, with uh, someone with the username Club Sandwich Guitars. (laughs) (laughs) Just read an article on it. His legs and feet also shrank with the tendons, ligaments, and muscles having atrophied. I don't know if it's atrophy. Atrophy is usually something you get from not moving like people who are bedridden get atrophy I don't know if that's the right word maybe it is um, but uh, maybe maybe his arms and legs shrink because they got wet <laughs> maybe this was a cotton man <laughs> a cotton man Um, we may never know because I'm not going to look it up <laughs> I should. I gotta get a doctor on this podcast. I, I, I'm. I'm. Tr- I keep trying to get Ken Jong to do it because he's like, he's a certified MD. He would, and he's great. He's got great stories, and he's, he's awesome. I got. I got to try him back. But, uh, I mean, I guess. Have you ever? I guess I can kind of understand it because I've had times when I've eaten. <laughs> so dumb to even compare my diet to a guy swimming around an island. But like if you've eaten like a bag of really salty chips or had like some really salty fries, something with a ton of salt on it, I have gotten a thing where like my lips will shrivel in the cold My lips will shrivel in the corner. Wait, maybe that's our title. Guys, this is a title heavy. My lips will, sh- will shrivel in the corner. But do you know what I'm talking about? I, I, I think this is a common thing. Salt just like sucks the water out of you, Right. So I feel like I've had nothing similar to this guy at all, but I think I I I don't know. I definitely buy into it now that I know that my uh my my lips have shriveled from salt. Well, that's that. The other thing I posted This is actually a sad thing. Um, but I felt I needed to post it anyway, because it's something that you don't think about because it's not something you've ever heard of somebody doing, but, um, there was an article, uh, I think it happened in Australia, a man who ate a garden slug eight years ago dies from rat lungworm. The, 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 there's so many things wrong in that sense. Just horrifying. But it was it, it was a bunch of like 19 year old kids um, just fucking around in their backyard like drinking some wine and hanging out and having fun and one of them was like, hey, you dare me to eat this slug? Like it was just on the ground. Like in the garden. Just a slug, like a snake. <laughs> I like that I'm describing what a slug is. You all know what a slug is. He just ate it on a dare and then um, was in a coma, like not long after that, went into a coma for a week. Then came out of the coma and was seemingly fine. And then eight years later died from something called rat lungworm. Uh, That's horrible. Um, But eight years later. That's uh, no bueno. Busy actually texted me a story today that she saw. (laughs) I gotta find it. This is fucked up too. Um, Busy, busy, busy. Oh, here it goes. Um, this morning, at like 8 o'clock, she posted, she texted me a, an article. Ex pro boxer, uh, one time professional boxer, uh, chokes to death at a croissant eating contest. What? This was on TMZ, but it's a fucking boxer who is in a croissant. I didn't even read the article because I was so bummed out. I guess choking is still a thing. but a b- b- Croissant eating contest, that's a fucking thing? Oh, I-, I can guarantee you this was in the United States too. We are the, I feel like we're the only people to do these goddamn stupid eating contests. Every 4th of July, see who can eat the most hot dogs. Kobayashi ate 50 hot dogs in five minutes. They just show all these idiots like dipping their hot dogs in water and then just sucking them down. Nobody, even if you win, nobody wins in that scenario. That's horrible for you. And and then you're like, oh, I've never heard of this dude. And they're like, He's also the world champion in oyster eating. He's eaten 5,000 oysters in one day. Like, shit like that. And you find out that, like, you know, the hot dog eating contest is famous here in America. They show it every 4th of July on the news. They show clips of who won that year, who set a world record that year. And you're like, oh, I guess there's a thing that's a. You know, you hear about pie-eating contests at fairs, just, you know, all in good fun and everything. And then you're like, oh, I guess it's just pies and hot dogs. That's it. Those are the only kind of food-eating contests we have. And then you just go down the rabbit hole of like, oh, wait, this dude who every 4th of July wins a hot dog-eating contest on TV... Has also won an oyster eating contest, a cookie eating contest, a, f- a fucking dog shit eating con- like, you name it. There's a contest for eating it. It seems like <laughs> I didn't never. I'd never heard of a croissant eating contest. What kind of fucking croissants? Talk about the driest. I'll bet you there's a cracker eating contest. just like, who could eat the most saltine crackers and you don't get to dip them in water? That, that has disaster written all over it. Croissant eating contest. Because that is just a dry... And by the way, you know, I've mentioned on this podcast before I have, I get these things called esophageal spasms once in a while where certain foods will just trigger a spasm in my esophagus and my throat closes up and I can't swallow. And like, I mean, like I cannot even swallow saliva like nothing will get through and it's terrifying. And it usually lasts for just a, you know, two or three minutes at the most. I've had it last like 15 minutes before, but, but I do notice certain foods set it off. And one group of foods that sets it off, not regularly, but every once in a while, are like dry foods. Like a muffin, or a fucking croissant, or something with bread. Because I think the bread just like gets stuck going down. And that's probably why this guy choked on a fucking bunch of croissants. I... I. Ugh, I I should read this shit before I come and do a po- podcast and talk about it, but, like, it was a contest, so there had to have been a whole shitload of people there. Someone had to have tried the Heimlich Maneuver, right? <sighs> okay, I gotta I gotta fucking find this article. I'm gonna, this is just crappy reporting on my part. Croissant, croissant eating contest. Um, uh, here we go Jesus Christ I will just read this for you guys Jesus a retired Argentinian professional boxer oh maybe this wasn't in the United States died in front of a horrified crowd on Sunday after he choked to death during a televised... Tele, don't televise this shit. A televised croissant eating contest. Mario Milo, 56, ugh, was attempting to finish as many croissants as he could in under one minute. Ugh. Outlet's reported that he was on his third... Third... When he began choking, Milo's sister told the local news station that she watched as her brother, who was a diabetic, collapse behind the contest host and that people at first thought he was joking. She said he made repeated attempts to get the host's attention for her. Oh, come on. According to Sports Illustrated, a firefighter and doctor unsuccessfully attempted to dislodge the food from his throat while someone called the paramedics who's pronounced dead. ...at the Pinamar Hospital. Uh, what? This is a thing. I did not know about this shit. It goes on later in the article. It says the family of an American college student... ...filed a lawsuit over her death... ...after she choked during a school-sanctioned... ...pancake-eating contest... What the fuck is going on with this world? Uh, she reportedly began to shake uncontrollably and fell to the floor after eating multiple pancakes in a short period of time. The lawsuit claims responding officers found a mass of pancakes passed, like, concrete. Ugh. In her throat. All right. I'm not going to read any more of this. It's depressing. But... Uh, that sounds horrible. So I guess people die during food-eating contests. I mean, I, I understand people dying from food-eating contests like a couple years later after they contracted diabetes. But, uh, boy, I didn't know that was a thing, like choking and dying during food-eating contests. Ugh. Guys, just uh, eat a sensible meal. I'm half joking and, like, half serious. That's, like, horrible. And I, I, I'm i not trying to make light of these people's death. That's something I didn't even know about. So now you know about it. Hopefully you don't enter a food-eating contest next 4th of July or next time your stupid fucking fraternity tries to have a fucking ham-eating contest or something. Anyway, let's... Uh, well, 40 minutes already Look at me Look at me I'm Sandra D So Yeah I I think I was I got off track Earlier talking about um, I started talking about my sinuses And then got kind of derailed I had a lot of dairy today And I'm fairly certain that that do, definitely does not help my sinuses um and i'm just terrified of seeing a doctor so i also i also got a the name of my friend's allergist she went and saw an allergist and said it this dude he's an allergist slash nutritionist changed her life she's eating better feeling a million times better I'm going to call this guy after I'm done, you know, working over the next two weeks. And, um, I, I'm just afraid. I I honestly am afraid to go in. Let's say this. I'm afraid to go in because I don't have an addictive personality when it comes to drugs or alcohol. I'm very lucky because I drank a lot in high school. Um, And not out of a feeling of need. I didn't, I never craved it. I never craved alcohol uh, when I was in high school. I drank it because uh, people laughed more. People uh, liked having me around. They thought I was funny. And I was very shy in high school. And so I drank and I found I had no inhibitions. Um, I would talk to girls. I had more confidence from drinking. And that's why I drank so much in high school. Uh, I think it's kind of uh, fortunate that I got so drunk one night when I was like 18. That I puked like my guts out for a whole night. And um, was so sick. So hungover for like two days. Not even for like the next day. Just like for two days I was... I couldn't eat. I was so sick. And then... um, for years, just the smell, just the seeing a bottle of alcohol made me nauseous, and so I just didn't drink anymore. Eventually, I got to the point where I would socially drink, but I never was a person who would get drink to get drunk anymore because I I knew there was a good chance I would puke, and that's one of my biggest fears, as we all know. So, but once I stopped drinking, I never had the like urge i was never like oh fuck this is so hard i just need a drink i'm lucky i didn't have that gene or whatever that was just like made me need to do it i did it because i felt better um now that i'm older i'm a lot more confident thank god i don't need that um the same with drugs you know through high school and college i tried like Every drug, every horrible hard drug and just uh, nothing. Never felt addicted to anything. I smoked cigarettes all through high school and into college. And um, literally just woke up one morning and thought, you know what? I don't feel like, uh, I don't want to smoke anymore. And I just stopped. Cold turkey, never had an urge again to to fucking smoke. Never, never had withdrawals from cigarettes. Which is insane. I feel kinda guilty because I have so many friends who have struggled with that one. But and we're back to where my original thought came from food. Uh food is my one thing that I feel like I can binge on like and sadly food is the one thing that you also need. You don't need alcohol to survive. You don't need cigarettes to survive. You don't need cocaine or speed or pot. You but you fucking need food and I love food. I fucking love it. And it's one of my vice. It's you know, it's the one vice I have that I'm just like I'm not going to go to a party and drink a bunch and get drunk. I just that's has no desire for me, but like I can just order, I can just pick up my phone, open up Grubhub or Postmates or you know, any one of a number of food apps and just have like a great meal delivered. And I really do not know when to say, I think that's enough food. I'm like, "Ooh, I want to try this. I want to try that." I have a real problem with food. And just the thought of going to this allergist slash nutritionist bums me out, bums me the fuck out because I know, I know, (laughs) it's not even like, what if they say I can't, I know there will be a shitload of things that they're like, hey man, you're almost 50 you can't be eating this anymore. You shouldn't be eating this anymore. You shouldn't even have been eating this when you were in your 20s. Nobody should be eating this shit. But it's my, like, one, you know, like, comfort is just, like, food. And um, cheese is just dairy. It's like I have it in everything and on everything. And I just know they're going to be, like, Yep, you're allergic to dairy or um, it just exacerbates your problems when you have dairy. Don't have dairy anymore. And then, uh, then old Steve's going to have some withdrawals. I can tell you with a lot of certainty that I'm going to have withdrawals. Um... Not that it's impossible. I've done it before a couple times. You know, when I was, uh, I've talked about this when I was a writer on The Jimmy Kimmel Show. When they hired me, first hired me as a writer, the first thing I ever did, and this was the two things that I did with my first paycheck as a writer, because it was a good paycheck. I'm not going to lie. It was my first paycheck where I was like, oh my god, I'm a fucking adult and this is amazing and I gotta do something cool for myself. So the first thing I did was did you hear my throat there. The first thing I did was buy a couch. Like a custom made couch. Because I'm six foot six, six foot seven-ish. I'm a tall dude. Most couches I cannot lay out flat on. I can't lay head to toe flat on a couch, most couches. Because usually they're about six feet. Even if they're six foot six, I'm still wedged in. So most couches, I'm laying on my back, my legs are out straight, and then my neck is cranked up on the arm of the couch. And that's a fucking bummer. It's not good for my neck, not good for my posture. So, I was like, I'm going to, there's a place, you know, uh, near where I lived in Studio City. They made couches. I had a friend who had one made years ago. And uh, I was like, I'm going to make the coolest couch ever. <laughs> so, I went into this place and just, I sat with this woman. She's like, what kind of cush- cushions do you want? And I got these down cushions, Um, the fabric was like a microfiber type, like really soft, almost velvety, but not as synthetic feeling as velvet, Uh, oh my god, it was so nice, and it was like kind of a clay brick color, like a maroon, like this dark, rich maroon color, and um, it was about eight feet long (laughs) like I laid on it like so comfortably and it was like eight feet long and it was deeper like from the front where your legs bend over the edge to where the back of the couch went back farther because that's the other thing I have long legs and I my posture is just really bad when I'm on most couches not that this was any better. In fact, it was kind of worse because I, I had to lean way back to get to the back of my couch. But holy shit, balls, this couch was so badass. Um Yeah. And when when I had it delivered, the guys that delivered it, because the woman was like, okay, so this is gonna be delivered, you know, in two weeks when it's finished. Are they gonna be able to get it into your apartment? I was like, yeah. They're like, are you sure this is a bigger couch than usual? I was like, yep. They show up. Sure the fuck enough, they couldn't get it in my front door because there was an immediate immediate 90-degree turn from from the front door. And this couch was so huge. And the guys delivering it were Russian. And you should have heard them fucking. I know they were cursing in Russian. Uh, oh my God, I can't do a Russian accent, but it was beautiful and tragic at the same time. And they're just like, ah. and I had a balcony, even though I was on the first floor, The I had a balcony and there was like kind of an alley that went down a little bit further than the ground. So um, they had to go through the alley and like lift it up onto the balcony and going through the sliding door, which ended up being fine. <sighs> this isn't about my health. This is about couches. Oh, that's the other thing. So the that was the first thing I bought was a couch, treated myself. The second thing was I treated my health and I hired a nutritionist. So I was well over 300 pounds at the time um, from all my previous jobs working in reality TV where I was sitting at desks, just sitting all day next to kitchens with free food and chips and candy and sodas. I got really heavy. And so uh, I hired a nutritionist and um, it worked. I mean, I had a lot of weight to lose. So I go into this woman and basically the diet she had me on was what they now call the keto diet. Um, this was well over 10 years ago so I don't think that they had a name for this diet yet she was like this is just a she was explaining it this is just a diet where we're gonna get your body into ketosis um, where you're burning a lot more fat than you're taking in and your body is just searching for fat to get rid of and eat and um, holy shit in two weeks I lost 18 pounds in two weeks from just diet I was Walking minimally. Once I started walking ten thousand steps a day, it really started coming off even faster. But like with a lot of people, people who who are like a little bit overweight are always like, "I just can't lose these last five pounds." It's because you don't have a lot of weight to lose. I had a lot to lose, so it was just falling off. Um, and I think all told, total in um. Like four or five months, I lost like 50 pounds and um, felt great, looked so much better. But I will say this, and this is a thing that I dread as well when I am psyching myself up to see like a nutritionist or something. I know that the first week is going to be fucking miserable. I went and saw this woman, and she's like, now it's going to be hard for the first five days. Not weeks. She goes, first five days. She's after, she's like, fifth day, you'll be great. She goes, it's, you just got to stick with it. You have to trust me. I was like, yeah, yeah, no problem. Can do. She showed me a list of stuff. I was like, oh, I can have bacon. I can have this and vegetable. I like fish. I can have this and steak. I was like, oh, this is all shit I like. Not realizing that I had to weigh everything and it was also portion size, which for me is a huge issue portion size. And, um, so, uh, oh, by the way, we're not going to get to listener mail because <laughs> we're already at almost an hour, but, um, she's like, uh, so just, uh, good luck. Here you go. And so I, I was dating this girl and you know, shopping the night before I'm going to start this. She's like, okay, tomorrow we start. I'm like, Yeah and I wake up she's like what do you want from this list and I'm like ooh bacon and I'm like oh let's have I'll have some almonds too and oh some scrambled eggs egg whites or whatever and she makes she measures it out and makes it and my girlfriend and brings it over and puts it in front of me and it was like all the food total could like fit on my hand and I was like this can't be right she's like that's it I ate it, was still famished, still hungry. And I go to work hungry and, uh, you know, there were snacks I could have in between, like almonds or stuff. And um, So two days into it, I call my nutritionist and um, she's like, hello, she's like, hey, Steve, I go, um, I can't, I can't do this. I, um, I don't think this is the right diet for me. I um I, I think it's making me sick I feel horrible I feel really sick I feel like I have the flu um, that th- there's probably something that my body is missing from this diet that I need and <laughs> I sounded like a junkie she's like yeah there's something your body misses your body misses sugar and misses processed foods and f- and you know um, and uh, she's like trust me, this is exactly what your body needs. She's like, just give it five days, Steve. I was like, fine. The next day, day three, I call her. I'm like, seriously, I feel worse today than I did yesterday. I have no strength. I feel feeble. It's hard for me to concentrate at work. I feel angry. I go, I feel really sick. She's like, that's normal. You're detoxing five days. Fourth day, I call her. I'm like, I'm gonna fucking punch everyone I work with in the face. I am fucking angry. I am hungry as shit. Everyone is eating fucking ribs and fucking Hot Pockets and Coca Cola and it's right in front of me and I'm fucking pissed. She's like, give it another day, Steve. Trust me. The next day, day five, I opened my eyes, and it was like I was on drugs. No joke. I opened my eyes. Day five, she was right to the day. Five days. I woke up. I had so much goddamn energy. I felt great. I no longer had problems doing this diet. I was like, all right, let's go. I'll make some broccoli, and uh, I'll uh, make some tilapia, and I'll put this in a some Tupperware for later at work and I was having no problems. And, and this was even a week later, people were going, dude, you've lost weight. And and that helped me. I was like, yeah, I did. Thanks for noticing. My clothes were getting looser. The longer it went on, the more and more people are like, holy shit, dude, you look great. You've lost weight. And I felt awesome. And then it just fell apart I think it was we did a week of shows from Detroit for the Super Bowl Jimmy Kimmel did a week of shows and Detroit is not the most health friendly food place or at least it wasn't 10 years ago and uh, I was just like I can cheat and there were really I don't think there were any cheat days on this diet that I was doing I was like oh I can have this this will be fine nope Once I started eating shitty again, it was just all downhill and I just kind of stopped going to see this nutritionist. That was the other thing is I went to see her once a week and the first time that I went in and saw her that I hadn't lost weight, which was probably like a month into it, like I I didn't gain any, but I just kind of exactly where I was, I felt super guilty and, um, That was a huge motivator for me the rest of the time. was like, I am accountable to this person. Also, I'm paying them money. So I need to get my money's worth. But also, it was embarrassing if I went in and was like, uh, I'm pretty sure I didn't lose any weight. And almost certain I gained weight. And every now and then that would happen. She'd be like, oh yeah, you gained two pounds. She's like, look you're retraining your body this is okay this happens it's totally fine and um i don't know where i'm going with this other than um i'm terrified of going to see a nutritionist again (laughs) and knowing that i'm gonna have those five days of hell and i always try and like oh, well, maybe I'll just do, yeah, I'll do, like, a couple days, and then one day, I'll eat, no, it it really worked best when I just stuck with it, oh, guys, I have to get up in, like, six hours, I'm still not tired, I still have to learn my lines, I think this is, uh, okay, guys, I think we're gonna live, I'll have guests for next week, um, Oh, and watch Busy Show. Let's end with that. Watch Busy Show has been on for a week now, and she's killing it. I went to her first taping. I saw some of you post that you heard me laughing uh, during the first taping. I was there. That was me. Uh, I'm super proud of her. It is honestly, and I'm not joking. It's like she's been doing the show for a long time, and in a way, she has. You know, she's been doing her. It's just like a higher budgeted version of her Instagram stories, but also with guests. Um, she's nailing it. I have a feeling she's going to be doing the show for a long time. Cause it seems so natural for her. I mean, she's just in her elements sitting on a couch, shooting the shit with people. Uh, so congratulations, busy. I know you're never going to listen to this, but, <laughs> uh, but I am very proud of her. And, um, uh that's it guys. I I'm, I'm dreading getting up. I, I my alarm's going to go off at 4:45 in the morning and I'm going to immediately hit snooze for like 20 minutes. I wish I could just go to bed now. It's like almost 11. I wish I could just go into the room into the room into my room. <laughs> lay on the bed and just boom be out but i would go in there i'd lay on the bed look at my phone look at the ceiling roll over try and put on a podcast to listen to to fall asleep which usually works but it takes a while uh i still have to record ads too for this week oh my gosh so much to do all right um I don't think I have anything to plug. I'll be doing, uh, I'll be popping up here and there on uh, some upcoming episodes of Superstore. I've been recording some more of those uh, episodes, so keep an eye out. NBC Thursday nights, I believe it's 8 o'clock or maybe it's 8.30. Regardless, it's NBC on Thursday nights. Superstore, you can see me, I'm making a lot more episodes, which is really fun. And hopefully it means I'll be able to move soon to a place that I'm not allergic to. All right, it's been an hour. Guys, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Go get your flu shots if that's your thing. Uh, if not, just please wash your hands. Sneeze into the crook of your arm. Don't you know? cover your mouth. What I'm saying is just be safe and healthy, guys. All right, have a good week. I love you. (laughs) It's a good show.